You're welcome. <laughs> Confession time with Beto. Oh, he's, no. he's going to a priest? Beto. Vito, Vito Beto. He is right? the priest. He's the priest. Can, can news be without a point of view? Yes. CBS says it can. Man. Yes. Man. And Justice Department on Eric Gardner. We're going to go there. Oh. We're going to talk about that. What about Trump? We got a little intersectionality in the studio with Andrew Clavin. Hey! hey. <laughs> Andrew Clavin is in Moscow. Sit next to me. <laughs> How, wait, you said something about intersectionality. Yeah, yeah. how that work? Something like that. Well, welcome <laughs> to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, Gabe, it's good to be here with you guys. And uh, we want to just jump right in this. we got a full show today. Yeah. Andrew's going to be on the show if the whole time. If you don't know who Andrew Clavin yeah. is, uh, yeah. what Shame. is wrong with you people? Shame. Come on. What's wrong with you people? There you go. <laughs> Andrew Clavin is the author of such internationally best-selling crime novels as True Crime, which was filmed by Clint Eastwood, Don't Say what? a Word. Filmed and starring Michael Douglas. Are you best friends with Clint? Oh, I Stephen King called him the most original novelist of crime and suspense since Cornell Woolrich. Whoever Man. he is, right? Yeah. 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 I was like, whoa. I know Stephen King. <laughs> His most recent work of fiction is a serial fantasy thriller podcast, Another Kingdom. And and you've been so you've been releasing it. On podcast yep. and then hard copy. That's it. Podcast and then a novel comes out later in the year. Okay. And it's uh, on iTunes list of top 100 podcasts. It's going to be published as a novel trilogy. The, the third volume is coming out this fall. The, the first volume just came out and the next one, second one will be next year and then one okay. after that. There's Got plenty it. more where that came from. Okay. I love this. Game, that's a gigantic bottle. It's a, it, I, mm. I, I don't mm. know about that. I feel like we're sinning. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's nonfiction includes a memoir of his religious journey, The Great Good Thing, which I have here. I, I introduced him today at Cold Conference, and I said the, the good, great thing. That was one of the, it was one of the worst introductions you, you, I had. It was like, you guys had been sitting with me for an hour, and I, I, I knew who I was. I butchered it all, and I got on his Wikipedia. He said, he said, go to the Wikipedia page. And I'm like, this is a bunch of gibberish. And so I just went up and did a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> Welcome to our life. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, Andrew also has a book of satire, The, the Lefties Dictionary. Yeah. Is it, the, did I pronounce that? Right? Hard to get. His essays and op-eds on politics, religion, movies, literature have appeared in pretty much everything and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. Um, uh, he's uh, also a screenwriter. Writer. Yep. Andrew wrote the screenplay to A Shock to the System, which starred Michael Caine. One Missed Call, which uh, starred Edward Burns. And Gosnell. Yep. Yes. Yes. The, latest, the, mm -hmm. the Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. Starring Dean King. How's that King. doing right now? It did okay. You know, it, it was a, a non-budget film. It yeah. was a yeah. film where they raised the, the money online. Yeah. For that, I thought it looked great, and I think it did really well. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and now it's added to his, his bio. He's now um, been uh, on Cross Politics. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, we'll put that in Wikipedia. Right. Just, it's Wikipedia. Just type <laughs> it in there. Right? Actually, it's the second time on Cross Politics, but this is the first That's time right. in studio. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was with us early on. That's right. I don't even know why. Uh, yeah, we were like... Because <laughs> I thought it was such a great idea for a show. I didn't know you guys were doing it. <laughs> yeah, so if you remember two yeah, years no ago, I reached out to you on Twitter and said, I want to get you on the show yeah. for the for the good, great thing. And you re you actually responded to my tweet. I think this is before you were big. <laughs> and he's like, I need an interview. So I'm going to go on, come on Cross Politics. <laughs> so he emailed me and I was like, shut up. And, he got back to me. and then after the show, if you guys remember, we asked Andrew if he would uh, give us a little plug. Oh, and yeah. you wrote us a little plug for our website that we still actually have on our website. There you go. What a guy. I can't <laughs> even remember the plug. But it's a really nice plug. Serious. It was really good. And then and then I uh, I did a follow-up. You know how I work with people. I slowly get them to like me. <laughs> I don't think it's working. It's really, <laughs> it's, it's really slow. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm post-millennial. I have to be. <laughs> and then uh, I emailed him. I said, hey, can I get Ben Shapiro on the show? Mm. And then he connected me with Ben and then we oh, got Ben on oh, the show yeah, after that. You so, a gentleman uh, in a really scholar. Yeah. <laughs> or, wow. or, or a scholar, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, just for, um, for events coming up, we have the yep. Post-College Life Conference coming up here in Moscow on August 16th and 17th. Um, there are... Um, this, this is, is for people who've graduated college, right? Or at least tried to. <laughs> and um, and we got talks on we got talks on business, um, how to buy a car. Ooh. Um, I'm going to be speaking a couple of times. What are you going to be speaking about? Um, I can't remember. 
Uh, it's going to be really great. Yes. Yeah. He's going to make post-college life great again. I'm doing uh, life between the sexes. Oh, good. Oh, so, good. you know, and then we're gonna also dealing be, with people from other planets. We're going to be doing a panel on intersectionality. Are we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing a panel on identity and uh, media. Also, so. if you haven't joined the CrossPolitik Fight, Laugh, Feast network yet, um, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, you can. You too could be drinking your favorite beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Out of these Fight, Laugh, Feast Network pint glasses. Yeah, they're, not just, they're not just Presbyterian. They're Baptist, too, so you can put yeah. water. We don't, we don't, they don't discriminate. Uh, cool, yeah. Whatever you want. You can put Diet Coke in Ice there. Iced tea. And, and also, well, we got new club member content that's in the portal yeah, for our club members on Raising Sturdy Kids with uh, Dr. Keith, Keith McCurdy. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Raising Sturdy Kids, great content. So make sure you guys log in, enjoy that content, and join the club. We got These are on a limited... Uh, when they're supply, gone, they're supplies gone. last, yeah. And I'm sorry if you're the last one that didn't get one. But um, we got plenty of them right now. And I'm working on the process of mailing them all out to you guys. So please so bear with me. So if you're not there yet, <laughs> bear with me. it's Gabe's fault. Yeah. It's my my child uh, slave laborers helping me line up all the, fold all the boxes, oh, pack all the content, all that oh, stuff. I know. Oh, this is recorded. Uh, <laughs> please, this isn't going on DirecTV. Oh. This is going on just on our podcast. Oh, all right. Yeah. So this past week, uh, Joe Biden... Uh, decided to finally start campaigning like a moderate. Mm. If you guys know, like all the leftists, all the progressive leftists have been polling Joe, and Joe's been apologizing left and right for his past yeah. legislation that he voted for and put together. He's been apologizing I mean, he for late relationships that he's had in the past. He used to think that the government shouldn't actually pay for abortions. Yeah, that's right. He, he to, was for the Hyde Amendment. He had to reverse that. In 24 hours. It, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I appreciate that he did apologize for was for sniffing other women's hair. I did. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, that was the only apology I might agree. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh -oh. I'm not supposed to do that. But, but he came out this past week defending Obamacare. And he said, if you like your health care, you can keep it. <laughs> you got to love wait, Joe Biden. Wait, 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 we heard that before, That's right? That's the worst defense for Obamacare ever. <laughs> you remember when President Obama was campaigning for Obamacare, he said, if you like your doctor, you can keep, you can keep it. How'd yeah. that go? No, no, no. Didn't work out so well? If you like your car, you can keep it. Mm. Oh, thank, thank this, yeah. boss. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I how about if you, if you like your slave, can you keep it? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Gabe. It's 57 all right. over again. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Democrats defending whatever. Yeah, Joe Biden. And so he defends Obamacare. And if you guys, uh, and, but it's him campaigning as a moderate is what he's trying to do. Right. Well, yeah, that's because all the polling just came out and he's a, he's a little more ahead than what he thought. Oh, probably. really? I this is, so, yeah. yeah. This is this is because we're in the middle of Hunger Games oh. 2020. It is time to walk away from the politics of the past and towards something totally different. People are lining up for food. That's a good thing. I'm a hunger, I'm a kisser, and I'm a little bit of a sniffer. Raising the minimum wage does not hurt business, it grows business. So f***ing proud of you guys. I am Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails. Now, Andrew, if you remember that scream, that yeah. was a, a Howard Dean. Howard Dean, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 oh yeah, yeah. ended his career. So, <laughs> right. So, yeah. for those who've been following us, we we every time we bring up the Democratic um, campaign, the twenty one, twenty two, what is it, twenty? It's back to nineteen now. Or I don't something? know what it is anymore. <laughs> After them poll numbers, yeah. our, our way of describing it is the Hunger Games. You know, Hunger Games is socialists that need to kind of the last socialist hasn't killed itself in its standing. Yeah, and not. Put that little stinger together, and every time it just, it just oh man, it's me. still that, funny. Actually, it's is, getting, no, more, it's getting yeah. more funny actually <laughs> yeah. as we go along because you just wait for the certain, you know, the ah! yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Beto uh, has mm -hmm. gone to confession. Yeah, he has. Uh, you know, who are we confessing to? What, what's what's Beto's so, nickname? So, um, I, I said Vito Beto. So we tried to come up with a, a nickname for yeah. each one. Pinko yeah. Pete is Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Kami Com Harris. Kami Harris. <laughs> you know. Com Kamala Harris. Yeah. Uh, of course, Pocahontas. That's one just kind of a natural yeah, fit there. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Creepy. We go back between Sleepy and Creepy Biden. Um, what's, beta Aurora. Beta. Uh, no, no. Beta. That's a good one. <laughs> Reaching. I don't know. Incompetent <laughs> Inslee. That's that's uh, uh, the oh, governor yeah, of Washington. Yeah. That's Anyways, one, so. turns out he and his wife are descended from slave owners he did he did a little op-ed on himself he was he was like I, I need to confess this before the media yeah. finds out he's like they're coming for me <laughs> he gives a whole new meaning to the me too movement yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna me too myself i'm gonna he, me too myself just a whole new meaning did, to it was, but, wasn't obama descended from slaveholders yeah, uh, yes. yes. I think so. Uh -huh. I think so. But I mean, that, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it's it, the it's if it, this is inter I mean, you keep saying intersectionality, but it's like I mean, it's like yeah. I'm a victim too. Yeah. 
And and I you know he's defending reparations. So it's this weird sort of like I'm a victim of my own family, and and this is why we need reparations. Well, it's a way too that I mean Joe didn't do it fast enough, but it's a way for things not to stick to you. So no yeah. one else can come out and dig out the dirt, and it's yeah. a way for him to protect himself mm-hmm. from actually being stung by anything. This is and a, to pay pay homage to the gods. This is a modern <laughs> yeah, a, right. yeah right. Well, that's, I was gonna say is there's I mean. Don't miss the fact that in secular politics, there's a deep religious current running Absolutely. through all of this. I mean, this is a form of justification. Yep. So you confess yep. your sins so that you can be clean, so that you can be justified, yeah. so that you can be elected. <laughs> so, right? um, so Clayton, you got any uh, slave masses in your life? <laughs> <laughs> My people were slaves in That's Egypt. Right. Yeah. Oh, 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 you good. You good. You good, brother. Did you yeah. get reparations for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, got, get some money. we got a little model pyramid. It was just, uh, it's not, yeah, not but, much, uh, but it looks nice on the shelf. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Also, CBS News uh, president uh, wants uh, his, uh, his broadcast to be completely trustworthy and without any point of view. <laughs> Who said this? This CBS. is the this is the president of CBS, um, Zarinsky. Um, she just so she just hired Nora O'Donnell. Yeah, she's a stone leftist. Yes, <laughs> that's what it says in my notes. Yeah. Nora yeah. O'Donnell just became the next anchor of the brand defining CBS Evening News. And this is okay. the seat that was once occupied by Walter Cronkite, right? Wow. Um, he's the, you know the sort mm. of. Um, iconic voice and face for you know instant you know situations like the assassination of john f kennedy and vietnam traditional news right yeah <laughs> where there's facts and of course uh, o'donnell was uh, very excited to recount that she received a congratulatory phone call from oprah uh, <laughs> who told her the evening news is o'donnell's supreme destiny and wow. oprah's absolutely neutral baby yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she shouted right. her abortion didn't she <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how you know that yeah cbs is uh, is about to deliver trustworthy broadcast without a point of view. Well, it makes sense though because right now Fox is the big guys on the block. Yeah, and no one's they're doing pulling, their numbers. So, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's like having beer with uh, uh, foam with no beer. That's what that is. What news with no point of view? I, <laughs> foam with no beer. Um, you know, foam. I know that's what I'm saying. So you think they're that's a, they're that's a, they're that's a great analogy? <laughs> <laughs> you notice how we were trying to move on as fast as we could, <laughs> Andrew. I just want to say sorry, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to save the reason. Why I'm <laughs> you're being good to help, man. I'm just watching you go down. down, down. <laughs> so you think he's that CBS is trying to take uh, is is going after Fox? Well, no one else is hitting that category. Everybody's got a, a form of biased news, but Fox has made it that made you think by their marketing that they're fair and balanced. That they talk to everybody who's and I think for the most part they're trying, but they're definitely slanted. But they've owned the fair and balanced narrative. No one has really owned that narrative like Fox because. Fox has had far more, far many more people on the other side come on to their network, talk about it, yeah. um, and debate them. And it's so they hard. actually have yeah. both sides. They really do. And actually, Bill O'Reilly used to have, I mean, people wouldn't come on his show because they knew they had to actually give us uh, some sort of standard for why they held their position. Yeah. And he would rip a lot of people apart. And so I think they've owned that throughout mm. the years. And no one's been able to play in that field. And I think what they're seeing, at MS, was it MSNBC? MSNBC. MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they're trying to say, well, what does it look like to get some of that money? Well, this is CBS. <laughs> this is actually, this is actually CBS. You know, that's actually making this. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, this CBS. Yeah. CBS. But, yeah. but it's but Fox also has the Brett Baer show, which is the best news show on television. That that one hour, uh, what is it yeah. called, special report, is the most fair and balanced uh, show. It's it's not Sean Hannity, who's yeah. obviously got a point of view. Yeah. It's not opinion journalism. It's got that panel at the end where people express their opinions. But in a very restricted way, it's a, yeah. it's a, that's great. What, what, yeah, yeah. What's a broadcast without a point of view? Well, it's I, like foam and no beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Hey, I, 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 I thought know, of that. How do I turn his name? But I think I think you can be more objective than these guys are being. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there there mm-hmm. is. We used to when I was a newsman, yeah. you made two calls, at least two calls, right. Left, yeah. get the facts, you yeah. know, and so like you could do that. Where in CBS up till now and NBC certainly, it's just all leftism. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. that, so yeah. so best spin on this is that just means fair and balanced. Yeah, that's that would yeah. be the best spin. Of course, it's it's a little bit hard to take it seriously when you have um, the the new anchor being congratulated by Oprah and <laughs> and she's uh, she did a story with what was the cow's name? I told you this. I, I was uh, earlier um, with uh, um, yeah uh, Gail King. They they were yeah. they, they were. Um, Featured on Hollywood Reporter, talking about the Parkland kids leading a revolution. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's not fair and balanced. It, it, yeah. That doesn't seem like, yeah. it, it, you know, so it, Gail part, is part Oprah's me best if, friend. Pardon, what? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Oprah's best friend. Pardon me if I'm you know, a little cynical. I lived next door to Oprah for 
about 10 years. Oh, I want you to really? Yes, in Montecito, California. I, I always figured that's why the fires would never come and get me because the angels would come down and protect me like from the forest. Fire. But every now and again, I would drive home and there'd be a guard on my street because Obama was at her house having a fundraiser. So, Visiting. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys remember in 2017 when Eric Garner, the whole Eric Garner thing went down, yeah. there's yeah. cops and uh, Eric Garner was selling six. Cigarettes on the street and cops illegally came. selling. Illegally. <laughs> Horrible. He didn't have a license. So legalistic. And and cops came and, and talked to him and then they were gonna arrest him and then and then he I think resisted at some level, but it became it escalated to the point where the cops choked him and choked him out and he died. Yeah, he his he gasped, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And, and uh, the famous I can't breathe and he died. That yeah, became yeah. kind of this iconic yeah. but statement this, for the Black but Lives this last Matter. Last week the Justice Department is decided not to bring federal charges against new the police officer. In that case, yeah, there's uh, there's several things that were interesting about this. I actually, I had just honest questions. I was I wasn't sure I understood completely what was going on. Yeah, we, we were talking about this earlier, yeah. trying to figure it out. But so first of all, it's interesting that this is federal, mm-hmm. right? Not state it's, Justice it's, Department. Yeah, so it's not, not it's not state. And and it also says in the story that we were looking at that there was a there is a New York PD investigation that's still pending. Okay. So the actual in, so NYPD state or local charges still pending, but there was also already a civil settlement with yeah. Garner's family. Five point nine million was paid by the city mm. to mm. the Garner family. How sway? What? How? Uh, they wrote a check. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So civil suit, but that was insurance a, probably paid for. But that was a civil suit, and the civil suit found the police officer um, Pantalio. I just that's how you say it. I just said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He um he was found uh, guilty of excess use of excessive force no, yeah. in the okay. arrest. Yeah, in the civil suit. I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what a, what's the status of any kind of criminal suit. Well, yeah. see, see, normally the feds only come in with it's a civil what they call a civil rights violation. People forget that most crimes like murder yeah. is a state crime. Right, it's the state that comes after you for right. murder. And these the civil rights things were put in because in the South for a long time you couldn't get you the, couldn't get the convicted states, the states for killing. Compliant. That's right. You, yeah. you know you couldn't get convicted for killing a black guy. So the feds would come in and say, well, you violated. Right. So uh, you have Fourteenth Amendment and right. so on with civil right. rights um, legislation. So, yeah. So I so. I'm not sure that this is a civil rights violation. It sounds like the guy just used excessive force. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, that's what we were kicking around yeah. because and on the so one that's hand. That's why the Justice Department wouldn't bring charges yeah. because they're saying this is no and, civil rights issue. Yeah. And, and I think in order to demonstrate that, they would have to they would have to prove Racism basically that the, that the police officer used excessive force because he was black. That's right. And, right. The, and even the Obama Justice Department would make a fuss about these things, but they almost never brought those federal charges because it's hard to do. Yeah. And, right. I, and I mean, mm. a lot of the time, I mean, this this case sounded very, very dubious. I mean, it sounds yeah. dubious. You choke a guy when he's uh, selling cigarettes. Yeah. You know, it's, come on. Yeah. But, but I mean, the uh, the one that was in St. Louis, uh, Michael, Michael Brown. Brown, you know, yeah, there right. the, the cop had a bet, much better case. Yeah. And the feds made a big fuss about it, but they didn't bring any charges. Look, there, reach either. for my gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. So I mean, we, get that. Philando Castile, though, that one bothered me a yeah, lot. That yeah. was, for all intents and purposes, I was Philando. You know, that, that bothered me. Yeah. What bothered me about this particular case, too, is that it took five years I mean, yeah, but our justice is slow in our nation. But but here, my thing, and I hate these cases because I don't think we can really get justice from them. Uh, Five point. What do you mean? Five point nine million dollars to the family. uh, Okay, doesn't bring the guy back. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't 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 replace your dad. No, and and I don't think that officers have the chance to tell the truth about the situation. If the police officer actually was able to say, "Yes, I did choke him. My intent was not to kill him. I I feel." Horrible about this. I was trying to restrain him. I was trying to do my job. Look, this is what the laws are. If we don't like them, I think we should change it. But this is what I'm trying to do. And I made a mistake. No officer can actually come out and say he actually made, made a mistake, mistake. Yeah. doing yeah. something uh, without getting his whole hind end fried off. Right. Because yeah. that's a precedent. Exactly. Okay. And, and well, not, not just a precedent, that, the, the, but he no, hangs himself. The in attorney, front of the-, the prosecuting attorney is going to have his insides out for that yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so he can't actually, no real justice could be done. So if he comes out and tells the truth here, they're not going to meet it with the same amount. It's not going to be eye for eye and tooth for tooth. It's going to be overwhelmingly. Oh, well, now we're going to get justice for all the other six black guys that have nothing to do with this case. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because we live live in a world that doesn't have a standard of justice. Exactly. And so I I feel like, you know, if something really happened here and he was able to make that claim and we lived in a a really a real justice standard. Of a, of, a, of a world, of America. A real biblical justice. A real biblical standard. Yeah, 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 a biblical standard of this. Then, okay, he made that, and the family can say, okay, now what does it look like to show restitution for what mm. you did to him? For someone who made for, a mistake for, versus yeah. someone who murdered. Let's talk about what that really looks like outside yeah. of, like, you know. And, and historically, I mean, this is, this is 
where first degree, second degree, um, you know, or, aggravated homicide, yeah. you know, um, these these um, manslaughter, these, yeah. these distinctions are are actually rooted in biblical law. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. so in in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was distinctions made between somebody who hated his brother in his heart beforehand and yeah. killed him. Sure. Yeah. And then there's an example given of uh, of an axe head flying off. off and it hits somebody. And it said, basically, if he didn't hate his brother in his heart beforehand, there's no evidence of mal aforethought. Mal first degree murder, basically. Yeah. Then, yep. then the guy um, isn't charged with first degree murder and then has an opportunity to flee to a city of refuge yeah. where he can then make his case. Yeah. That's the root of these. I mean, our our. Our law system is rooted in these biblical yeah, principles. Yeah. And by the way, that was actually the original sanctuary cities. Yeah. Right? That was what they were doing. Cities really of refugees. Yeah, 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 cities yeah, of right? refugees. Well, yeah, not right. what they're doing now. That's right. right. <laughs> more cross politics when we come back. Andrew Claven, the show. I want to talk. I want to hear more of what yeah. you got to say. <laughs> You're going to talk now. Yeah. yeah. All right. We let you off easy for that one. More cross politics next. I'm out of here. Sitting here enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was kind of enjoying the conversation. All right. Well, the rapture is not happening. The world is not about to come to an end. What do we do now? So if everything's going to end in the next 10 years, then what you've done is you've put a set of training wheels on evangelical Christians. I'm not alone in all of this. This isn't, this isn't an individual. We're not an army of one. There's a community at large here. Jesus bought this city. My city, my nation, my state with his blood. And so I'm working towards that. He's still here. He didn't leave. He locked the door. I don't know. <laughs> he tried to move over from my side. We got Tiny back here blocking the door. So. Here we go. Welcome to Cross Politics. No. Gabe. Welcome back to Cross Politics on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. And with us in the studio today, we are very grateful to have the one and only Andrew Claven. Yes. Thank you for joining us, it sir. It is a pleasure. It actually is. Yeah. So, um, That's nice. I'll give you my wallet later. <laughs> so, You're used to that. So, Gabe, did, uh, did Trump tweet anything this week? <laughs> Who are you talking about in your tweet about going back to their hometown? Well, I don't mention, I didn't mention names. And, uh... I didn't do that, but I will tell you, with our country, and I think everybody in this audience, these are great manufacturers, great workers in our audience, too. They brought a lot of their workers here. Uh, if you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. But if you're not happy, you can leave. I don't think He's the clear. message was, if you're not happy, you can leave. But it's something yeah. like that. So this, this is what he actually tweeted. So This is July 14th. So interesting to see progressive Democrat Congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly, second tweet, and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken hmm. and crime infested places which they came from, then come back and show us how, etc. What's the time? You don't <laughs> what's, what's the timestamp of that tweet? It was uh, <laughs> three, 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 four, five, 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 five twenty-seven a.m. Yeah. Really so, so here's here's part of the thing is like Trump doesn't apologize, right? But he does make adjustments when he knows he kind of he kind of went a little too far or kind of said it in a way that he didn't intend and I, it came off. I want to ask. So you, I think yeah. he's so, making adjustments. What, what, what do you think Trump's doing? Well, that's well. The, he he's got a strategy, but he made a mistake at the same time. Okay. The, the mistake was using the phrase "go back where you came from" because uh, that is that does have racist connotations. It's a dog whistle. If, if we're going to say that Ilan Omar was wrong to say the Jews supporting Israel is all about the Benjamins, which dips into this anti-Semitic uh, cliche, yeah. then it's wrong to say "go back where you came from." So he fixed it. You heard what he said. If you don't like it here leave 
which I agree with. I think we all agree. Yeah. You don't like it. There's a plane leaving every 20 minutes. You know, you can get out of the country. Is that what so he you meant? Do you think that's what he meant? Yeah, basically. But, yeah. but but the strategy here, the strategy was Nancy Pelosi was in this cat fight yeah. know, with the the um, axis of Sheevil, as they now call them. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 and what he wanted to do was he wanted Sheevil. to get the Democrats back on their side because he knows that they pay dividends. People look at them. They are ignorant. They are radical. They are they're socialist bordering on communist. And Ilan Omar is this close to wearing like a suicide belt. That woman. Is, is, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that yeah. woman is, is taking she's uh, raising money with uh, people like care who have been connected to yep. terrorism. Yeah. She, Muslim and, Brotherhood. Uh, yeah. And yep. she has expressed she once uh, gave an interview where she said basically uh, made moral equivalence between the United States, Britain and the army and Hezbollah and Hamas. And I think that, you know, she has got a real problem uh, on the Sharia side. So, you know? so what Joe Biden is in the Democratic um, race, Hunger Games 2020, <laughs> you kind of have Pelosi with the. The, the, what'd you call well, them? The, 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 the axis of Sheevil. It's, it's, not, it's not mine. The, squ- but this said, is yeah. the, the but, young freshman representatives. And, and here's the thing. Pelosi is just as radical as they are. She's just an old hand. She's a yeah, smart, yeah. Uh-huh. canny yep. you know, person yeah. who knows that they're making them look bad. So she's going to the mo- the so-called moderates in right, the field, right. and they support her. Yeah. They want these four off TV because they're ruining their chances of getting reelected in Trumpville, Right. But yeah. Trump has just made it so they had to go and defend him. It actually was kind of brilliant in one way, but it was also I worry that he's not expanding expanding his base. This is my fear that yeah. he's in what gonna, way? Well, because who who did what voter who didn't vote for him the first time is going to hear that tweet and say, "Oh, now I get it. He's a jerk." Okay, I'll vote for him. You know, I mean, <laughs> the people the people who love him for his jerkiness because it fights back. Yeah. And the people who've rejected him for that, you know, the people who've rejected him are not going to be converted if yeah. he doesn't kind of change his tone up a little bit. Mm. I'm, I'm thrilled that he's fighting these people because they're right. absolutely out of their minds. But I do worry that he continues to alienate women and people who didn't vote for him the first time. I, I don't understand why he jumped into this in the first place because he had Nancy Pelosi yeah. and and uh, the freshman four, yeah. freshman 20, someone might call it, <laughs> uh, fighting with each other. Yeah, but he didn't want that. He wants right. them all but, associated. But, but why? That was a good thing. Uh, like he got infighting in the Democratic Party, and and which means that distracts from Trump and what he's doing. He yeah, can do other things. But when he has, when he have Nancy Pelosi and the entire party saying we defend these four women, oh. then they're all in the same boat. And then people start to say, "Oh, they're all they're radicals." All, they're all radicals. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. good for re-election. It, it was yeah. funny because as I'm watching this, one of the in the press conference that they threw. They're sitting there. This is a distraction, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, please keep being distracted." I, I don't, out, yeah. you know, my problem with Trump on this is that, hey, Trump, I, I like what you're doing. Keep saying all the crazy stuff you're saying because if they're busy answering you and doing press conference, they ain't doing nothing, yeah. right? And I need a couple more years to pass by where they ain't doing nothing until we can get them out. <laughs> so you're doing great, yeah. boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's he's good at what he does. There's no question yeah. about it. You know, I mean, yeah. but there was. I, I have to agree with you when I heard that. Like, as somebody who's been told to, you know, go back to where you came. From. Right, right. I heard that and was like had a flashback in the middle of that. It was like, uh, <laughs> right. uh, I don't think you want to say that there. I was on your team, but I kind of got a duck on that. One, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had the same. I had the same feeling. I just thought, uh, just not quite. You know, yeah. like if he had said, if you don't like it, leave. Yeah, right. And I was trying to figure out why he was trying to unify him because I know he threw Nancy Pelosi a bone. I just didn't know yeah. why. Because and if you do something like this, you got them all fighting. He came out hardcore for Nancy. Yep. Hey, y'all need to get behind Nancy and just and so it seems like this is covering up his tracks of a unity that he's sharing somehow with Nancy. Yeah, well, I, I think Nancy Pelosi must be ready to just blow her brains out. I think they're ready to uh, wrestle the gun out of her hand because uh, what's her name? Rashida Tlaib gets up and says, "We need impeachment now," yeah. which is like, "Don't throw me into the briar patch." As far as Trump is concerned, he'd love for them to impeach him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. bring it, yeah. Yeah. bring it. <laughs> so I, I want to turn the corner here because uh, last week, I think it was last week, Trump invited kind of all these kind of right-winger conservatives yeah, to yeah. the White House to talk about kind of deplatforming, what social Google media, media stuff, social media yeah. stuff. And he had some kooks in the crowd a little bit. Um, it's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come with the territory. <laughs> Alex Jones wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he ain't nowhere. But this is something we've kind of been wrestling with just just on a, our little show level, trying to figure out, you know, how do we proceed kind of moving forward? And I know the what? Daily Wire has been talking about oh, this. Yeah. 
Um, how are you guys kind of handling a lot of the either deplatforming or demonetizing censoring the censoring? Well, it, it's a real problem, and I I think Trump did a really smart thing because what he was saying he was sending a message to Zuckerberg and Jack mm-hmm. over at Twitter. Yeah. He was saying to them, you know, we may win, and if you do everything you can to stop us winning, and then we win. You're not going to be happy campers because then we're coming after you with some anti-monopoly laws and maybe some, you know, uh, law. You know, right now they operate as platforms, which means you can't sue Facebook if I go on and slander you. Mm -hmm. You can sue me, but you can't sue Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook gets regulated as a publisher, which is what they are when they start to edit us. Then you can sue every you can sue Facebook for every single lie told about you on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So they, he, what he's what Trump is saying, sending a message is I may win. You don't want to mess with me. You don't want to try and stop me because if you lose, I'm going to bust you. So, so that, that's helpful. And the question I had with those. So are they currently more like a public utility? You know, I, I feel they are. Like, I feel I feel that they are all virtually monopolies. I actually feel a, yeah. a lot of conservatives are like, oh, don't touch them. They're private industries. But how do you communicate with somebody without Google? How do you do a search without Google? And if Google is working their algorithms, and they are, so that anytime you search a conservative idea, Snopes comes up and says it's not, and lies and right. says it's not true. Right. Well, then they're really, they are fiddling with the election more than the Russians well, ever Yahoo. could. There's Yahoo. Yeah, there's Yahoo. <laughs> there's DuckDuckGo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, DuckDuckGo is actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a few of those. So in one sense, I don't know if it's a monopoly, but only because there's a way for somebody who doesn't have uh, you know, they can still create. Right. I, I can't go open up an oil company, but I can start a new tech company. Yep. Right? <laughs> like, yep. You know, so I feel like it's, in one sense, it's not a full monopoly in that way. I feel like we're just not ready or willing to do what it takes to build something that would compete. Well, then there's the other side to it, this, that they are regulated as platforms. And again, that indemnifies them against lawsuits for right. the lies told on. Right. But the whole point about a platform, platforms like the phone company, you and I are talking and the operator says, I don't like what you just said, right, Knox, right, you yeah. know, you're off. Or you yeah. can't be on the phone. They, yeah. they can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just had a moment. It's always, always the, only thing, the only thing that scares me about that, and I think I agree with you a little bit on this, is that I don't want to live in a world where that's a reality. Yep. So let's say they swallow the reductio. I don't want to live in that world where, okay, now they're getting pinned up. They can actually be sued. Or something I, I, you I, say. You know, no, I don't want that world to exist. I, I hear you, but I mean, I feel that they need to be frightened into being fair. You know, it's, I didn't think they should have censored Alex Jones. I don't think they should censor anybody. Let the ideas. I'm not, I'm not afraid of these guys who, yeah. with their hateful ideas. We can, we can take them. I got to play the race card here. When I think about this, this is one of the things that bothers me, what they did with black culture and, and during the time of the civil rights too, was instead of saying, Hey, let's open up a freer market of make the market more free to have competition, which I think we would have been able to compete there. Let's force everybody else to have to let them in. That ruined two things. It ruined the industry that's, that's a good and point, it ruined man. the people. Yeah. You know, I and so that, that to me seems like, well, if we force this, instead of saying, hey, um, let's, let's not threaten them. Let's open it Let's up. make it so that we can make other tech companies thrive. How yeah. do we do that? You know, that's like, this is like Clarence Thomas when he got out of Harvard, I think it was, put on his diploma. He put five cents on it because that's what it was worth. After affirmative action, because nobody uh, believed that oh, he was yeah. brilliant enough to get through Harvard, which he clearly was. Oh, he would yeah. have gotten through Harvard sure. any day of the week. So, well, you know, it just yeah. it kind of ruined. Are you here reputation. because of your skill and exactly, your talent? Exactly. Or are yeah. you here because the government said you had to be I, let in? Right. I'm here because there's only 200 pe- black people in Idaho. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, they, and they let you in. And they let me in. <laughs> so I think I think part of the problem here is, though, is is we have some short short term pain going on. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, I mean, Facebook and Twitter and, and those guys are not being, there's no transparency there. No. They're no. obviously being even hypocritical in their current application of even of their own standards, right? Right. But I, I don't want the government to step in in the short-term pain because I I believe in the long run, the free market figures these problems out. It, you know it, what I'm saying? It, it does. I feel these guys have gotten so uh, p- powerful that I'm not sure this is go- it's going to work this time. I mean, basically, they made all this fuss about the Russians tampering with the yeah. elections. Yeah. Here's Google, who was willing to help China uh, mm-hmm. censor dissidents, yes. messing with our elections by making sure that uh, conservative voices are dialed down right. until 2020, which is what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And uh, Google had a contract with China that they were going to create a search engine that was going to be control- controlled by China. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh Which is going well, to be controlled by the Chinese government. That's because they want in China, though. That's, I know, yeah, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a billion yeah. people in China. I get the play. Yeah, but the but, slogan used to be their slogan used to be "Don't be evil," and they just dropped the "Don't." They just say, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, way. part of this too, I think, is punishment for conservatives for getting this field, you know, the last 20 years. They've forgotten, you know, liberals have gotten into two things that's really messed up conservatives, education and tech. Yeah. Right. Those two things have ruined conservatives. And media. And, and, and media, well, that's, really. That's yeah. both. It's, it's, that's the big three. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but tech is kind of. And yeah. it, it also Wait. encourages, talk about ruining people, it encourages this outrage mob behavior where I make a comment. This happened to me last week. I make a comment on Twitter and it's. It's worth it to them to come after me. Oh, that's an outrage. I'm outraged. Right. And then Twitter starts sending me these notes saying, well, you've been reported. And this time we're not going to do anything. But you have been reported again and again. I get I yeah. got like 50 of those. Wow. And then you start to think, well, should I send this tweet? You know, it chills yeah. speech, yeah. basically. Yeah. So it seems like necessarily, I mean, I think most of us here have kind of a, a strong libertarian bent. Yeah. Like, you know, a, free market, we're free, free speech. <laughs> and I really do. Yeah. At the same time, it seems to me that. Um, it's inescapable though that there's still a, a morality. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, I mean, Google even, has a morality. I mean, YouTube. Even in a, in the freest, I mean, people, you know, even hardcore libertarians will say, so long as it doesn't harm someone else. Right. Okay. But now you got to define harm. harm. Right. Yep. Um, how, when is something harming you? I mean, so, you know, like the, the squad, the, the axis of, Shivel, yeah. or whatever they were, um, was, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about PTSD and you've got this like victim culture. Right. And this, you know, so, so you, you send out a tweet and it really hurt my heart, Andrew. Right. Mm. Bro- like, I know. It reminded me of something that happened when I was a kid. Triggered and, him. And it, tri- it triggered me. He started slitting his wrists. Well, if you don't like it, you can leave. If you don't like it, you can leave. You can come back, maybe if you want, but you just told me to go back where I came from. Um, but you know, the thing, the thing about speech is normally it doesn't hurt you. Like sticks and stones, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it says who? <laughs> well, Right? That's, that's the whole idea of yeah. free speech. I mean, there are such things as speech acts like threatening somebody. That hurts right. somebody. Crying fire. In fire a in the crowded building. Right? But, but those are very limited. Uh, that's a very limited sphere of speech. Most speech doesn't hurt you. If I say something ugly, stupid, hateful, you know, you walk away or you say it back to me, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you, we should My be adults. better than yours. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I got, you got me. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm dig caving a little on the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure out how to poke at it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what about like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the trans insanity well, moment. There, that's what, this is a perfect example. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, or the drag queen story hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've been talking about this uh, on your show. Yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 I confess <laughs> I haven't been listening, but I mean, is there like, is that grooming little kids? Yes, of course it is. And yeah. should that be legal? You know, I would I would say some of the stuff I've seen should not at all be legal. What? I mean, I think we've abandoned our children entirely. But yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but Message. That, but that, yeah, push the button. <laughs> but, so I, but that's the thing that I'm talking about. Um, the, some, some of that stuff that we're talking about, though, is like seriously harming children. Yes. And and children don't. I mean, you say you know you insult me or you know where I came from. Yeah. And you know I can walk away or sticks and stones or whatever. But for kids, well, children are a protected class. There's no question. Exactly. About it. Yeah. But you know, and so it seems like society then has to make judgment calls at various points and say, okay, you know, um, this book. I mean, I maybe about Mormonism. You know, telling the story of Joseph Smith, I disagree with. I don't think it's right. But right. I, I'm not going to say you have to outlaw all the. A picture book about Joseph Smith. Yeah. Okay. But um, but if it's a story about the beauty of uh, of transgenderism mm-hmm. or this the beauty of a of having an older male lover for her little boy, yeah, it's I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say this is harming society. This is harming. And I, I mean, and so I think sometimes libertarianism has this doesn't have brakes on it. Yeah, we, like on abortion, I've watched them cave. A lot of libertarians yeah. cave on abortion. There's a huge I know. Debate. I don't. I don't even understand that argument. I get this all the time. Yep. They'll say you're a libertarian. How yeah. can you oppose abortion? But I oppose murder too. I mean, I oppose killing. Yeah. You, killing I, I don't see yeah. how it's libertarian to let a baby get killed. Well, because because yeah. they don't acknowledge the baby and they the, just the, say just my, my body. Right, right, right. But my point though is even with the transgender stuff that's coming down. And the grooming that's happening in, like, you know, was it California public schools now? Yeah. Or basically just, you know, are giving this, you know, kindergartners, young kids, yeah. um, these lies, mm-hmm. um, encouraging the, them to think of gender as fluid. You know, it's not fixed, male and female. You know, marriage can be whatever you want it to be. All this kind of thing. 
and and I and I think we have to. Re- I think conservatives' Achilles' heel is that we have to recognize that really we have to have a standard to appeal to, and the standard of freedom, the standard even of freedom of speech, has ultimately got to be grounded somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And as a Christian, I'm going to say that's that's grounded in the Bible. Yeah. That's grounded in the fact that Jesus died and rose again and is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. And everybody's got a Bible. And, and but, <laughs> that's but, right. but if you don't have that standard. Another standard's coming. Well, there isn't a better one. What? That's what I think. I mean, that's that's why. More cross politic with Andrew Clavin next. When a medical need arises, hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit ClassicalConversations.com for more information. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yes, I do. Andrew, thank you. Yeah, we're wearing him out. <laughs> I don't know. Let's say he's I, already spoken twice this morning. I hope so. He's got another panel tonight. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Beast Network. If you're not a member, what's wrong with you people? And with us in the studio, we are so grateful to have Andrew Clavin. Thank you for putting up with us. And, and especially thank you for putting up with Gabe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. that was a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's grown gray beards since, uh, since we've been hanging out. I, I, I was 27 was, when I got here. Was, <laughs> all right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off. I want to read you guys something. Okay. A little story time. I picked up this from uh, uh, an article in Front Page Magazine by... <laughs> By, Mal- <laughs> by Mallory Millett. Now, Andrew, do you know who Kate Millett is? Yes, I know who Mallory. I know Mallory quite okay. well, actually. Uh, do you know Mallory? Yeah. Okay, so maybe you're familiar with the story. On September, sept- uh, September 1st, 2014, Mallory Millett wrote this in an article for Front Page Mag. Quote, it was 1969. Kate, her sister, invited me to join her for a gathering at the home of her friend, uh, Lila Carp. They called the assemblage a, quote, consciousness-raising group, mm. unquote. A typical communist exercise, something practiced in Maoist China. We gathered at a large table as the chairperson opened the meeting with a back-and-forth recitation, like a litany, a type of prayer done in Catholic Church. But now it was Marxism, the church of the left, mimicking religious practice. And so now she, she reports what they were saying back and forth. Why are we here today, she asked. To make revolution, they answered. What kind of revolution, she replied. The cultural revolution, they chanted. And how do we make cultural revolution, she demanded. By destroying the American family, they answered. How do we destroy the family, she came back. By destroying the American patriarch, they cried exuberantly. (laughs) How do we destroy the American patriarch, she replied. By taking away his power. How do we do that? By destroying monogamy, they shouted. How do we destroy monogamy? This is uh, Mallory commenting she says their answer left me dumbstruck breathless disbelieving my ears was i on planet earth who were these people their answer was by promoting promiscuity eroticism prostitution and homosexuality they resounded then they proceeded with a long discussion on how to advance these goals by establishing the national organization of women now it was clear they desired nothing less than the utter de- deconstruction of Western society. Mm. The upshot was that the only way to do this was to, quote, invade every American institution. Everyone must be permeated with, quote, the revolution. The media, the educational system, universities, high schools, K-12, through school boards, etc. Then the judiciary, the legislatures, the executive branches, and even the library system. Wow. That's heavy. And, and so... My question, this is all leading up to a question, is 
So did they succeed? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I think this is this is what I've been yelling at conservatives about for 15 years to blank looks mostly. Yeah. They it was really, I think, when Reagan got elected and they realized that they didn't own the electorate. They infiltrated every level of our culture. Yeah. Uh, the entertainment media, you basically, it's very, very hard to get work now if you're an open conservative. Yeah. Uh, entertainment, publishing, all the arts. All universities, we know what's happening in universities. Yes. I mean, guys show up. I show up to just give my mild-mannered speech condemning <laughs> yeah. everything they no. believe in. And no. they, yeah, <laughs> they start, yeah. Start, yeah. start screaming. These are the places where consciousness is formed. Yeah. Uh, and and the, uh, the academy, the uh, news media is yeah. the other one. Yeah. So th- this is the place where it's formed. But I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I blame us. I mean, I, why wouldn't you do that if that's what you believe? If you mm-hmm. believe that the American family should be destroyed, if you believe that American capitalism, freedom should be destroyed, yeah. why wouldn't you infiltrate the culture? The question is, why did we let it happen yeah. and why don't we fight back? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that just drives me up the wall. When I, when I would first walk out and do this, I would make these speeches and I would look at people and I used to tell my wife, it was like trying to explain to her that when you buy something on sale, it still costs money. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I say that to my wife, she looks at me like, you're very cute, but I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And that's the way they would look at me. Like, we like you, you're cool. You're from Hollywood. But what do you mean? You know, it's, isn't it about the 125th district in Ohio? Andrew Breitbart, this was his whole thing, you know, and I would I would call him up and complain and he would just laugh and say, hey, this is my world, man, you know, because they spend all this money. It's like if we don't win this district in Ohio, the Constitution is toast. And you think, yeah, start a movie company. You know, every woman's mm. magazine, oh. every wow. woman's magazine. Where, where's this organ? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. No, every woman's magazine, every comedy show. Right. I mean, comedy shapes people, especially young people. Yeah, they love comedy. Absolutely. You know. Two of my favorite comedians, uh, a guy named Bill Burr, I think he is, okay. Ricky Gervais. They're hilarious. Oh. <laughs> They're both atheists. Mm-hmm. I was watching them thinking, boy, I can write jokes like that that were pro-God, but you know who wouldn't laugh at them? Christians. <laughs> 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 Christians, Christians think you're being offensive if you right. if you laugh with God, you know. Yeah. Well, and, Christians were the first snowflakes. No, I think there's something fair to that. Oh. Yeah, I do. Oh. I do. So, yeah. so I want to I want to push this. That's I mean I. I mean, you're preaching to the choir, man, yeah. and and I think you're right. I think gave the man snowflakes. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Thank you. Can we get that like on a T-shirt or something? <laughs> Christians <laughs> were the original <laughs> snowflakes. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and Jesus said, "You're the light of the world," right? He said, "You're the salt of the earth." Yeah. And if the salt loses its savor, it's good for nothing. Yeah. To be cast out and trampled by men. And so, well, uh, and I want to add. I mean, we just, this is just a passing comment. Let's not go here, yeah. but. We've, we've been in fights within the PCA, within the Southern Baptist circles, where we get chided for trying to tell the truth and rebuke brothers who are in serious sin. Right. With yeah. Gary, yeah. Uh, uh, Pastor Greg, Greg Johnson. Johnson so and, uh, and so, yeah. Because these guys, they just don't want to hear the truth. And right. I, so. got, I got called before I came here by a Christian news outlet. Yes. And they said to me, they said to me, you know, you wrote the Gosnell film. <laughs> There's profanity in that film. Yeah. But there's a guy cutting babies' throats in that film, buddy. You better there's profanity. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And and actually, the the interview, um, I, the thing that I want to I, I wanted to get to on all this okay. is so the one thing. So I, you know, as, I mean, I'm you're you're preaching, yeah. And I'm like, yes, and we're playing the organ, <laughs> and and we're all there, and and then I hear this thing about the homosexuality. Yep, yep. And and, and you know, and, and Andrew, and, I, know, and, I know, and so and so my my head is like kind of hop in here yeah and and we're thinking okay the the you know here's this group of people doing this marxist seance yeah thing and part of the goal of taking down western civilization the revolution is getting homosexuality mm-hmm. in everything right and and so my question is is how could we possibly separate that from the the cultural revolution the sexual I, I, revolution I, you know here's here's the thing i, I i'm a little bit, I know this is, sounds like a dodge, but it's not. I don't even understand why I'm supposed to care if another person is gay. If another person is gay and in a relationship with somebody he loves and all this, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand why that's my business. I feel like I have, I have so much sin on my heart that I'm trying to churn out and get rid of and hand over that I don't know why I'm supposed to talk to him about that because I don't know what he's doing that, that hurts him or me. But what if you knew that it was hurting if I knew now, see, there's so much gay evil where I come from and like in Hollywood, there's so much passing boys around and, yeah. and infiltrating churches. You know run, more than run, I do. Running people, <laughs> yeah. running people out of, running people out of business, you yeah. know, if they don't, won't, uh, 
If they don't uh, consent they to don't their agenda consent to or whatever. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So all that stuff I condemn is evil and I have condemned it loudly. Yeah, and it's, yeah. But I, I can't help but wonder if somebody comes to you and says, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm a gay person who is in love with this other person yeah. and you cast them out of the church. Where do they, where do they go? Where have you sent them? Yeah. I mean, so, so I, but you know, so I'm a pastor and, yeah, and, and yeah. somebody comes to me and says, I, I have these deep feelings. Wait, I'm attracted. Wait, let me, let me, let me yeah. make it hard on myself here. Yes. I, I'm talking about a guy who says, I am not repentant. I, yeah. I take joy in this romantic relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so what I was going to say is, I mean, the step isn't, you don't, Jesus doesn't say, if you see your brother in sin, cast him out. It doesn't go from zero to 60. It doesn't right. go from yeah. So Matthew 18 is a passage where Jesus actually says, and to, tells us how to deal with our brothers in sin. Can, but if, can I ask you something? Yeah. Doesn't he say in that, if he sins against you, isn't that what he says? That's where it starts. That's what it was, Yeah, but I think it also says, if you see your brother sinning, this is in, in Luke, it says, okay. if you see your brother sinning, rebuke him <clears throat> yeah. so that he will repent. Leviticus right. 5, too, deals with that. Um, so, and, and I think this is, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I think common sense. I mean, if, if you see your... Your your friend, you know, doing something dangerous. Um, I mean, like voting Democrat. Well, so Proverbs Proverbs twenty seven five says, "Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed." Right. So, and, which is a little bit about what we want to do with you. So, so here's, here's, my, here's my question. Here's my question. Yes. If the a sin is something that moves you further away from God, that's yes. the way I, I think of sin. Right. I've never committed a homosexual act like it's not my thing, you know, yeah. so, so I have no idea whether a person in that loving relationship is actually moving further away from God or is moving toward God where yeah. from where he is. He's but, been. What about a pedophile? Obviously abusing somebody. It's yeah. obvious abuse. Yeah. yeah. Consensual. But you've never. No, no, no. Because a but, child can't. But here, here's my point. So you but you've never experienced those things right. either. Right. But you can you can look at it and you can say. That's that's definitely moving somebody further away from God, and you're saying because of the harm, because of the harm, sure. Right. But what if what if sodomy, anal intercourse? Yeah. I mean, y'all, Aaron, this is Andrew Clavin's show, so it's triggered. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's yeah. Warning. trigger warning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if there were kids watching. You know, don't do that. <laughs> but triggered. But it's, yeah. it's a scientific fact that disease is the 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 rates of disease are spiked. Yeah. On, on sodomites, right? Um, the the um, the experience, the um, all the um, earlier um, death, um, earlier um, higher suicide rates, um, and the disease and the amount of um, you know, rectal cancer now, now wait, and all that now, kind of stuff. But, but let's all right. So let, let me respond to the yeah. question with a question. Yeah. This person is. We already say this person is in a loving, committed, long term, consensual relationship. Right? Well, I, that, I wouldn't I, agree with that. You wouldn't agree with that. No, because. Um, I would define, I would it, define as it as loving yeah. because how the Bible talks about love is when you're in sin, that's not love. So however, right. the, God's what defines right, well, let's call it, God's it, ro- love. Let's call it a romantic relationship. Okay. This is, okay. because, because the whole thing about gay, gay people that I really believe is true is that they have feelings of romance toward people of the same sex. And that romance is one of the great consolations of life, right? So I mean, sure. so, so they, somebody who has a romantic feelings to someone of the same sex is really different from me in kind. Yeah. That is different from me in kind, because I, if I had every minute I've spent thinking about women back, I'd be 27 years old. But you know that so, our romantic feelings are not always right. No, but let's so let's say you've got some person and they're in this romantic relationship and, and let's say it lasts forever. It lasts their whole life. Sure. And I've seen this sure. before. And they come to you and you like say, well, no, no, come on. <laughs> you know, most of the most of the gay people I know are conservative. You know? Yeah, well, I'm saying most of the gay people, though, it's a That's notorious, conservative. <laughs> it's a, it's a notorious community that tends to sleep around. They're just a ma- a male all, homosexual. So, so anyway, then my, my question is, they say this to you, and they say, yeah, well, we don't actually practice anal sex. We do other things. Then is it all right? No, <laughs> no because I, I, would, I would say, I mean, that's, I think it's, in a sense, better. I mean, it's, okay. it's not as harmful and not as sinful, because the, the this most specific thing sodomy. is sodomy. Um, and, and so the law of God specifically says that you shall not lie with another man as a, as a, you lie, a man lies with a woman. And that's, that's an abomination. And, and in first Corinthians six, Paul says, yeah. um, that, um, but he lists two actual words. Um, one is sodomite or homosexual. The other is malakoi, which can mean the passive partner in sodomy, but it can also just mean effeminate. Right. And so the thing that I would push on a, a, a in a situation like that is I would say as a pastor, now, in the beginning, God created man and woman, male and female. Yep. That's what God created for human flourishing. 
There's, there's the, no question that the male and female relationship is at the center of human life. Yeah. And, and, so, and so my point, though, is, is that men, though, have an assignment from God by their biology to live as men. So when God created a man, he said, I know you, I made you, and I know what you're for. You're, you're to be a man in this world right. and not a woman and, and, not, and not pretend to be a woman, not to be soft, not to be, even be effeminate. effeminate. Um, but now, see, this is this is what bothers me because I I, I, I agree with it. you. It's all right. Part, it. Now, part part of this is a much longer conversation that we don't have time for now about the way we read scripture. And yeah. We read it differently, sure, and that and that's unfortunate because it makes it harder for us to communicate. Yeah. But let us let, let's just agree that the looking at the book of life, never mind the book of scripture, that obviously what you're talking about is the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The patent of life, the um, the pattern pe- template, the template, template of template. life. Okay. This, and this is the center of life. But life is very varied, and there are plenty of people, great people, who live outside that center. And my question is, when do we say that, it, that just being outside that center is evil? If a guy is a little bit fey and he's not necessarily yeah. uh, Schwarzenegger, do we suddenly say, oh, this guy is evil? No, we say, well, you know, he's a little bit, you know, he's not the uh, a Superman. But What he's, if he's he transgender? Is he still outside that in a comfortable you, you know, realm? My, my feeling about transgender people is, again, a, a kind of sense of indifference, what I'm opposed to with transgender people is they're insisting that we look at them as what they are not because mm-hmm. that is just falsehood and that is wrong. See, yeah. what I would, I would add to that though is that they're also mutilating their bodies. Well, if somebody who's actually mutilated. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was talking about somebody who dresses up. Just, just cross-dresser. Yeah, my my, my yeah. feeling about that is, look, I think it's sad and I think it's painful yeah. and I, I feel bad for the person because I don't think there's a lot of happiness in there. But that's not my experience of a lot of gay couples. A lot of gay couples seem to be very happy and content within themselves. And I'll tell you something else. I suspect that they are not as happy as heterosexuals, yeah. but they're not heterosexuals. Yeah, but but I think they are. <laughs> Jesse, this is that. I, I don't think you can support. <laughs> why, that. Why, do you, why do you say that, Toby? Yeah, because ahead. because God created male and female, right? That that's the bottom line. And so there's not there's not three sexes. They're not four sexes. They're not seven sexes. There's two sexes, male and female. And that and that male um, assignment from God or female assignment from God. I mean, it's 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 like you know. I mean, not to be too crass, but it's like you know a, a plug in. You have a yep. male and a female yep. plug. Sure. And, and I know that you know. People think that's, you know, man, you must be a redneck, but I, I <laughs> no, of course, I, a, I'm just looking at nature yep. and I'm saying this is what God made. He made male and female. And your options are get married as a heterosexual couple or be single and chaste. Um, but you, you don't have the freedom to do something else that, that God didn't design you for. But but when you think about I mean, we're all guys here. When you think about how often you think about sex with women and you're talking to somebody who doesn't do that. There must be something different about them. Oh, right? sure. Okay. No, no. Yeah. But I, so I don't want to. I don't want to downplay the real experience of, yeah. of people. But I, what I would say as a pastor, though, is somebody comes to me and 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 they're struggling here, and and I would. I don't want to. I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm not going to say, um, you know, you idiot. What's wrong? You know. No. I, 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 I get that. Yeah. Know, no. We, I, I mean, because I understand um, that Christ died for these sins, and so I believe. I trust. That the gospel is for this, and, and and that goes, you know, and and you think about, you know, people's predispositions. You know, I mean, you know, people, are, you know, tend to be predisposed to alcoholism mm-hmm. if if their parents were alcoholics or if it's in the family. And um, people, you know, I mean, I'm Irish, so I'm probably predisposed to being angry or something. I don't know. Serious, but I'm descended from Adam, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, yeah. I, do I have a lust problem? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's descendants of Adam right. are tempted to sin in all kinds of ways. And that sin, the, the doctrine of original sin, which means that I didn't even, you know, I didn't do anything. I was born in Adam in sin. Right. Which means I was, I was, I was born predisposed to all kinds of sins. Right. Yeah. And I'm still guilty. But the, but the gospel, of course, is that Jesus died to set me free. So right. that I don't have to be slaves to that anymore. Yeah. But when you're a slave to sin, it, it's, it's all that you know. And so, you know, it, you know, being, you know, if a heterosexual, you know, lust monkey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all, you know, and, and well, why do we have pornography all over the place? Why do we have strip clubs all over? Yeah. But because people are, are lustful and it feels good, feels right, yeah. feels fulfilling. They think they're happy. They think that's what they're made for. That's not good for but, society. But that's either. not good for them. It's not good for society. Yeah. And as a, as a preacher of the gospel, I want to come to them and say, this is not what God made you for. I want to do that with compassion. I want to do that with patience. So if, if these two people see, I think, I think it's not fair to define their experience away. I don't think it's fair if they come to you and say, we're in love and we have been in love for 30 years and we're together and we're happy to say, well, that's not love because obviously love isn't 
love is one of those things that is created in the heart of the ex- person having the but, experience. Yeah. But I also want to argue that love has an objective reality to it and not just a subjective I, reality. I agree, to it. but yeah. it's an objective reality that is created by the subjective. I mean, it's, there are, there are such things as experiences that are created by the person feeling them, right? If you can't, you can't, you yeah, can't have objective would, love that nobody feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. But so, I'm saying love is not just a feeling either. Love that, is love is sacrifice. Love is kind. Love is patience. Sure. Love is self control. Right? There's some. There's some. Love uh, does no obje- wrong. Uh, no, right. uh, there's right. some objective That's, truth around it. It, it is and a, inside. There might be some feelings that you can experience within within love, but it's it's um defined by God's word. Because then, if we just leave it just to feelings, you, you know that cult, you know that culture goes no, right. No, no. But right. what, I, what I'm saying is that 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 what you just described is perceived by the person. Right. In other words, we don't when when. God says, love your neighbor. You can't just love your neighbor. You can do all those things, but you yeah. learn well, the, to love The thing neighbor. that you said a minute ago that I just want to come back to is yeah. it, I don't want to define away experience either. Right. But so, so there's a sense in which I, I want to recognize what people have experienced and I want to take them where they are because I believe that's what Jesus does. That's right. Jesus, um, Pastor Doug Wilson likes to say that, that God um, takes us where we are, not where we should have been, <laughs> that's which, right. which yeah. is really, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but th- this is the thing. This is true of all of us. And the gospel comes and interrupts all of our experiences. The gospel comes to all of us and says, who you thought you were is a lie. Yes, sir. Because outside of Christ, we think we're awesome, cool, great, and we're depressed, <laughs> yeah. and we're angry, and we got all kinds of confusion. And I mean, we're on medication. All this <laughs> stuff, right? We got all kinds yeah. of brokenness. And we, but fundamentally, we're at odds with God. And, and we've defined our world. We've created a world around that rebellion against God. We were objects of wrath. Uh-huh. Right, we hated God. Paul says that uh, when we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. And so, Christ, the gospel actually, in a sense, uh, dismisses all our self definitions. You know, you you thought you were cool. You thought you were good looking. You thought you were successful. You thought you were a great husband. You thought you were a great father. And the gospel comes and shows you your sin, and you look down in your heart and you say it's full of maggots. Right. Mm. I, so, so and it, and that, that it, actually, that is actually my experience. Yeah, what you're describing yes. is my experience yes. of coming to Christ and, yeah. and, and, and a weirdly <laughs> joyful experience. Yeah, yes. right, yeah, yes, right. But that's the thing, isn't so it? so horrible. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. <laughs> now, so now let's, but again, again, a gay guy comes to me and he says, and remember, I really believe strongly in judge not lest you be judged, meaning do not judge another person's relationship to God. It doesn't mean you can't say you're doing something wrong because obviously if you're holding up banks, you're doing something wrong, yeah. but it does mean you can't judge another person's relationship to God. So the gay guy comes to me and he's in this long-term committed loving relationship or romantic relationship. And he says, yes, all that happened to me. And yet God has not said to me, I, I tell gay people the same thing. I tell straight people, take your sex life to God. You know, I tell, I tell <laughs> them all, good. I tell them all. I said, if God, and I, said and if God, I say, if God says to you, if God says to you, no, you, this is not what I want. And he will talk to you. He will tell you, do not do it. I, I, I will say this to straight people and gay people. But when they come to me and say, you know, no, that's not what's happening. How do, where is the space for me? Where is there a space for me to act? Um, two, two things. Um, Matthew chapter seven, where he quoted judge, not unless you be judged is talking about hypocritical judgment and saying for the same judgment you will, you will get for judging these others. Okay. Yeah. So judge, not unless you be judged. And it's talking about hypocritical judgment. Secondly, um, with the measure you use, it will be judged yeah, back to you. Yeah, that's well, that's well. what I was trying to finish it. Thank you. And then, uh, but secondly, Christ constantly judged people's actions. Yeah, and then he taught Christ. his, but, but then he taught <laughs> his disciples to go and do likewise. Uh-huh. And and then that's why you see Paul um, lambasting the Galatians for going after another gospel. You see, or First um, Corinthians, or First Corinthians, saying such were some of you. Um, so so Paul is being like his teacher and going out and judging righteously. So there's the hypocritical judgment don't do. And then Galatians chapter six one says, "You who are spiritual, go and restore those who are not being spiritual." So first, you who are spiritual, that means get right with the Lord, pull your plank out of your own eye, right. get right with Jesus. And if you and you are spiritual, go and restore those who are not being spiritual. And so that's that's just part of the Christian life. I think, this, and that's the only way we can actually really preach the gospel is to be able to judge righteously. Rightly. But I, and I think ultimately, the answer to your question though is is scripture, is Bible. And you mentioned earlier we've got different views on yeah. how to read the Bible. Yes. But but I think it's striking. Again, I go back to my original question because I'm I'm thinking, man, Clavin is like you know he's this he's this like. <laughs> He's this Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like he's like, you know, he's like Rocky and Rambo yeah, and yeah. Command, like he's all these things about Western civilization. Right. The good of Western civilization, which was built on an understanding that, that scripture is the word of God. Yep. 
And mm. all the way up to, you know, basically, I mean, in the last couple of decades, there were anti-sodomy laws yep. on the books. Yeah. Why? Because of Leviticus. Well, and it was bad. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. because of Paul, right. what Paul says in First Corinthians. But, but you know, I, I remember when those laws were overturned. Yeah. And I actually thought that it probably wasn't constitutional to overturn them. I actually thought the states probably had the right to do that. But do you want, actually want to live in a world in which the police kick down the doors of gay people and arrest? Because I grew up, look, I grew up in a world in which a gay a cop could walk into a gay bar, wait to be approached, and then arrest the guy who approached them. I don't know, man. I don't see where well, that is. Uh, what I would argue around. for is 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 the um, you have to have a, a warrant. I mean, all the normal limits of law. Yeah. But when you ask me, do I want to live in a world like that? I'm thinking a world where there's tra- transgender story hour, a world where little boys are being groomed, um, a, a world where the sex trafficking is happening but, the way it's happening. Um, absolutely, I don't want to live in that world. Right. I want to live in a world that's normed by God's word. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Because you know what? I trust God. More than I trust anything we can come up with. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in our world that we think comes from. For instance, there's not a single sentence in the Bible. You're going to kill me for this. Okay. (laughs) Hey, hand me my stone back there. My stone. We're about to have a stone live on cross politics right now. (laughs) Okay, we're ready. There is not one sentence in the Bible that says you can only have one wife. Only I think it's in Timothy. He says that a bishop should have one wife. Right. Suggests. That everybody else and had more. You right. know, Ephesians and, five. And, and well, Deuteronomy says that you, a king can't multiply wives. And you have Genesis one and Jesus. That's a, Genesis one yeah. in Mark ten. Yeah, I'm talking about divorce. And Matthew 19. So there's a clear norm. But I actually agree with you, and I don't have a problem with saying that in some situations, um, polygamy is preferable. Well, to. And- to other other op, op, um, alternatives. Are you sure you want your wife hearing you using that form of argumentation? <laughs> I just said. I, just said I, I think finally. Polygamy, I think polygamy is inherently uh, abusive. I it, it's do. oh, absolutely, yeah. and I believe it's contrary to Christ think, in the church. I think it's. Absolutely. I think it's contrary to think God's way. I don't think it's it's God's um, best. Yeah. Um, in in Exodus twenty one, Moses gives a law actually that says that if a man takes a second wife, yeah. so he's just dealing with his yeah, culture yeah, yeah. where polygamy's just mainstream Rampant, yeah. and he says but if, if a husband takes a second wife and he diminishes the food clothing or marriage rights sexual rights of the first wife the first wife is free to go uh-huh. which you know all the people out there that are like moses is misogynist like read exodus yeah yeah seriously i mean that's uh-huh. better than you can get actually from the supreme court well we can't get anything good but here's the thing is that jesus came to take one bride and we're called to imitate christ and take one bride again an interpretation but but it's not an interpretation it's what it says in ephesians 5 we didn't even stone him yet no that's okay after the show we just can't put that we can go out and get stoned i think i think andrew's groupies are going to come after us now you were doing so good and then you just we're going to keep working we're going to work on you brother i'm going to send you some stuff if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids Go baptize them. Until next week, love God. Oh, actually, until Sunday. Yeah. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Christ Politics. Amen. (laughs) Thanks, Andrew. That was a real pleasure. That was really fun.